We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Parkins and Spiegel Show. If y'all ready, give me a hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I've got a dilemma. I'm in completely over my head, and I think I'm going to sound like an idiot. When I was in high school, I moved down into the basement. Loved living in the basement. Hey, mom! The meatloaf! We want it now! The meatloaf! What is she doing? I never know what she's doing back there. Felt like I had like a like more space, sure. apartment, independence. I had younger sisters in the house. Like mm-hmm. it was just kind of like my own little area. How old were you? 16? You going down there to give it to yourself? Oh, you know. Gave uh, it to myself. Uh, but So I got a house. Got an unfinished basement. Uh-huh. But in theory, for now, it's going to be my escape of them. There's going to be a couch, three TVs on the wall, l- little ho- little home studio. Uh, house was built in 1825 by General Custer. I want to show you this room. This is my office and my beat laboratory. I want an area to just kind of like... Yes, I'm sure kids' toys will go down there. I frankly don't think they deserve any of the space. Honestly. They don't. They have the rest of the house. They don't pay the mortgage. Daddy pays the mortgage. So uh, with, with with mommy, she works very Happy hard. Birthday, she Happy birthday, Daddy. Happy birthday, Daddy. Daddy needs a sleep. But, uh, but I'm just saying, like, I, no, it's going to be my space. My space. My father had a man cave. It was the house. <laughs> there was never, change the channel, Dad. We didn't do that. We watched. Whatever he was watching. We sat there, watched it, right? Five years old, I'm watching 60 Minutes going, this is terrible, what's going on in Lebanon, huh, Dad? One, two, three, and here we go. Here we go. Here we go, Dad. we go, Tony. The Parkinson Spiegel Show, afternoons from 2 to 6 on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Thanks to everyone for the suggestions on the basement. It solved none of the problems. DM's still open. It's still crazy expensive. I'm still screwed. You can get in your questions for one last thing, text, or twitch them in. I like um, the realization we came to earlier in the show that perhaps your best bet is to save 100% of the money, leave the basement unfinished, and officially off limits for the kids. So you're down there in a dark, dank, you know, cold, unfinished basement with one TV plugged into a single outlet and some room temperature beer, but you're alone. Yeah. It sounds great. <laughs> it sounds it sounds blissful. Yeah. Oh, and you can't go in the basement because it's dangerous down there. Yeah, man. Yeah. Which is the move that we have now. And, and is, there, is there a basement door down there so maybe you could sneak in some, like, real fun stuff? 
you know, around the back and not even let. Yeah, there's an entrance. Yeah, not, yeah. not let Steph or the kids know. that. What am I sneaking in? I don't know, video game system, maybe? Oh, man. Sounds like you're talking about a hooker. <laughs> that is what it sounded that's like. That's not what I was talking about. Well, it is a swinger's basement, right? <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, that that's true. Really? The, yeah, what do you mean? The, you, there were key the, parties down there? These guys have seen the basement. There was, so not the previous owners, but the owners before the previous, so the, the guy, people we bought it for yeah. gutted the basement because the owners before them <laughs> had a love lounge down there. Had a, like a legit tiki bar. Oh, wow. The door to the bathroom down there, the inside of the bathroom door, uh-huh. velvet. It's a velvet <laughs> that's, door. That's a giveaway. It, it is. That's a dead giveaway. <laughs> For instance, Mitch Rosen's office door on the inside. That's right. That, velvet. That's where I learned. That's how I knew with the international sign. Pineapples and velvet doors. Uh, and so, yeah, it was, uh, it was a real scene. Is there a bowl, okay. a bowl for keys down there? That's that, that I wasn't there. I don't know, but like, it's, you know, like the remnants, you can still see where the tiki bar kind of was wow. and you can still see the, the velvet on the, on the door. Wow. So yeah, it's a weird scene, man. That's all that semen still left around. Well, there's oh, that, you know, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. I'm not just sh- because we can, doesn't mean we should. Uh, maybe, maybe. You've been working with me for over two years now. You should probably. <laughs> I should yeah, know. Probably I know. should know. Uh, anybody ever see the movie The Ice Storm? Oh, it's a good movie, and it and it it, it shows you. Didn't even you. let us answer. Yeah. Anybody see The Ice Storm? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's but a good it, movie. It, it is, and it, it shows the realities. That's a fun movie. Thank you, Daniel Norris. The realities of the key party, like where you have the big uh, crystal bowl, and everybody puts their keys in, and you just whatever key you pull out of there, that's who you go home with in the neighborhood. Yeah. It sounds like uh, that's the future, the past, and the future. Of the Parkins basement. It could be. It could be. But we'll probably, like, finish it and, and let the kids put some toys down there. Oh, and yeah. Let them take over the entire house. That's, that's less exciting. It's a nightmare. Uh, all right. So, Tom Brady retires. Mm-hmm. My first reaction is surprise because thought he was going to play forever. And because I legitimately think there are so many quarterback needy teams that he would have suitors, plural, including potentially... Tampa. I, I think that Tampa could have said Brady wasn't the problem this year and been willing to bring him back. They already said it by firing Byron Leftwich on some level, yeah. didn't they? So I think that that is that, – that, so, so surprise. And then the, the other team that he was most linked to, you've been talking about it a lot, Yeah, Vegas. The Las Vegas Raiders I thought would be a great – Midlife crisis season for Tom to go out there with his old buddy Josh McDaniels, have a good time, and and uh, throw to Devontae Adams and see what they can put together. Okay. So what do we know about Vegas? We know, fun city, but about the football team, we know that they have a cash-poor owner who isn't willing to buy out its coach. So he is committed to Josh McDaniels. We know that Derek Carr is leaving. So we know they don't have a quarterback. Uh-huh. And we know they have the seventh pick in the draft. And we know that it seems like quarterback is going to go number one overall, at least. And maybe, depending on Stroud and Richardson and Levis behind Bryce Young, or maybe one of them hops Bryce Young, we'll see, other quarterbacks will go before seven. It feels that way right now. A lot of time. I think there's 85 days I saw on the internet today between, between now and the NFL draft. Well, okay, so 85, that's today. Today's Wednesday. That means Friday is 83 days before the NFL draft. We should, I, I, just checking, checking your math on that. Yeah, I, I, just, I get the same. Yeah, right? We could do a countdown. Um, 
Is it possible? And I know Lawrence on his uh, mock draft on NBC Sports Chicago had multiple trade downs. I think he had him trading down from one to two and then to seven or one to four and then to seven. I don't remember. Mm -hmm. But ending up at seven and taking a friend of the show, Peter Skaronsky, the tackle from from Northwestern. But is it possible? You you always talk about finding the sucker at the poker table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finding the desperate team in the room. Is it possible? Finding grandpa on the Zoom. Is it possible the desperate team in the room is the Mark Davis craving attention <laughs> they're in the AFC West craving with, relevance with Mahomes Herbert and Russell Wilson and Sean Payton embarrassed after having the whole Gruden fiasco having fired make Mike Mayock you need to be fun you need to be relevant you've got a new stadium you're trying to continue to build a fan base in Vegas is it possible that, that the team that is willing to do the crazy overpay is the Las Vegas Raiders, and I present to you the seventh overall pick, next year's first round pick, and Max Crosby. Oh, you know I love Max Crosby, the defensive end. I'm just saying. I mean, because mm. they've got they've got a couple of stars, right? You have Devontae Adams, star. You have Max Crosby, star. Both positions of need. Adams older than Crosby, mm. obviously. Now, what would be the risk there is you're trading down to seven and you're trading out of blue chip range. Right, which is why you have to say, look, if we stay where we are, or excuse me. If we, we need blue chip. If we deal with two and the Texans or we deal with four and the Colts, which are our other offers on the table, you understand, uh, Raiders, then we will probably still be able to get Will Anderson or, or Jalen, Jalen Carter. You'll be able to. Yeah. If you, if you go to two, you could get your choice. If you go to four, you probably get who's left over, assuming one of those two defensive players mm-hmm. goes two or three and another quarterback goes two or three. So that's why you have to give us Max Crosby. So if that's we're why you need, we need blue chip. Mm-hmm. We, need a, we need a blue chip player because we all know this is a quarterback draft and those two defensive players, and we won't be able to get one of those. So we also know that you're tearing it down uh-huh. and you're starting over with Bryce Young or your pick of the quarterback that you want to build around, and you want to build around your quarterback, so you want to give that rookie quarterback Devontae Adams. So that means Max Crosby. Um, is that what? something that interests you? Because I, I am very interested in getting – I told you this before – Coming out of this draft with next year's yeah, number you, one from a team I think is going to be bad. Yeah, I, I don't know if they would give you Max Crosby and next year's number one. They'd probably try to talk you into Max Crosby and next year's number two. Not interested. Not interested Not right inter- away? I, I, think, I think next year's number one is arguably more valuable because it, man, they, without Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And a rookie quarterback in that division. With Josh McDaniels, who has proven absolutely nothing. They could be awful. Like they, they, they could easily be staring. And, and by the way, they might not want to do it. They might want to tank. They might just be interested in trading Devontae Adams or trading mm-hmm. Max Crosby and just trying to be horrendous and going out and getting uh, Caleb Williams, trying to get the kid from USC, trading Max Crosby for a one and or a future one, mm-hmm. and then trying to get their pick and a future one to move up to go get Caleb Williams. They, they, they might not be interested in Bryce Young because they think that's not enough for them or he's not enough for them yeah. in a division with Mahomes and Herbert like, where, they, where they need superstardom. But I, I, I could see them being, oh, my God, Brady's off the board. We lost Derek Carr. We don't have a high enough draft pick to get a great quarterback. Yeah. 
I think the smarter move for them would be to tank and wait for next year and acquire assets. But if they're dumb and desperate, and the Raiders, a lot of things that they do seem dumb and desperate, I feel like they might overpay to move up from 7-1. to Well, here's the thing. There's a lot of variables in there, a lot of fun. I love the line of thinking. It's a good thought experiment, if that is indeed what it is. I think it is. I feel like like a thought experiment. Yeah, sure. Um, At the very least, I think two things are true. One, Tom Brady retiring helps the Bears leverage in this coming draft because there is a potential cure-all GOAT-quality quarterback, theoretically, off the table. For the Raiders, I don't think the Colts were going to go down that road again. They've talked about no, it. No, no, no. They were but not going to. the Jets certainly could have gone down that road again. Yep. Now the Jets are in play, and who the hell knows what the Jets might do. So I think Brady's retirement does help the Bears. And having three teams in the top seven in desperation is outstanding for Ryan Poles' potential leverage. Because if you've got two, four, and seven, now now you can really pit them against each other in any number of ways. Ideally, you're saying to two, hey, four wants to jump up to one. We've been talking about this. Indy wants to jump up to us, so you got to give us a lot just to move down to two. And then, hell, you could trade again if you want. Or you're saying to four, you know, you better jump up to one because now the Raiders are talking about jumping up to one. So you're going to have to up your offer. They're going to give us Max Crosby in a number one next year. Yeah. So, yes, having three and maybe even three, you know, loosely managed crazy franchises like the Cal McNair Texans and the Jim Say Colts and the Mark Davis Raiders. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, it seems like a good spot. And we don't know definitively about five and six. We think six is staying with Goff in Detroit. And Seattle, I could definitely see them taking a quarterback and sitting him for a year behind Geno. Yeah, I could could see that. I would be a little surprised if they traded up. I'll be shocked if Detroit doesn't stay with Goff. I mean, knowing all the variables, knowing how good the rest of the roster is is ready to be, the step up they're ready to make, what they could get out of their two first-round picks, the state of the division. Yeah. I I, I think if they draft well and have a good offseason, they they could be the favorites in the division by next year. I, I tend to agree with you, and I don't think that Seattle would be desperate enough to trade up to go get at number one, but it could be a team that you could convince someone that it would take a quarterback that the Raiders would need to trade in front of mm. uh, in order to get in front of five. So I, I do think it's a very well set up. And Arthur Arkish put this out there on Twitter today, and it, it, was, it. It, was, it, was, it was interesting. He said with Brady retired, he wanted to do a guess at how the quarterback carousel uh, is going gonna, is gonna to spin for the season. And he did just think about all these teams where it's uncertain. Yeah. Texans, Colts, Raiders, Falcons, Panthers, Titans, Jets, Commanders, Patriots, Ravens, Saints. That's 11 teams. Then someone said, hey, what about Tampa? And he's like, oh, yeah, my bad. Forgot them. Tampa, yeah, yeah. 12. Then someone said, what about Green Bay? <laughs> he gave an answer. Then he said, what about Niners? He uh-huh. gave an answer. Now, I agree with him that those last ones are kind of obvious. Like, yeah. if Rodgers is out. It's love. It's love. And for the Niners, now that Purdy's hurt. It's probably Lance. It's Lance. So I, I do think some of them are, are fairly. But, but call but, it 12. But, yeah, call it 12 with Tampa. Right here, here's what it should. Here's what that should be available. There should be an off-season fantasy pool available, and I've already pitched the idea to Paul Charchian, and he's not running with it as of now. We should be able to log on to a site and have an app 
where we are predicting where these quarterbacks go in the carousel. I think that would be really fun. I have some friends who do an MLB offseason free agent pool in the same way. They have the list of like the top 50 MLB free agents, and you just predict what team they're going to go to. So, but this is football, and it would the idea of having the teams, and then there you go. So, on one side, you have your list of 12 teams. You know, yeah, yeah. and on the other side, you've got all these options, including college quarterbacks, and you have a league with eight of your buddies or ten of your buddies, and whoever gets the most correct wins something at the end of the offseason. These guys have wild nightlife. <laughs> <laughs> the MLB free agent pool fantasy draft. Yeah, these guys I bet, real ragers. I bet they still had more girls in their basement in high school than you did. Some of them. Some of them. Some of them were tied. <laughs> Let's be honest. Tied at zero. Yeah, t- yeah, tied, tied at oh, zero. Hold on, let me think about these guys specifically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's the story. Who was tied? The girls in the basement? <laughs> <laughs> and that's why they were down there? No. 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 No, it's a video it game a, system. It was a draw. That's we were tied at zero. Oh, I thought you were talking radiators or something. No. Oh, that's no. the only reason God. you had them down there. No, no. Oh, boy, that's that's right. the drop the in the basket. <laughs> <laughs> that's when you decide to turn on the mic today. Goodbye, <laughs> horses. It rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. Oh. <laughs> you okay? Yeah, I'm all right. All right, good. I, wouldn't you play that game? Wouldn't you play off-season quarterback carousel roulette? Yeah, I would. If it was named something better than that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. you got you to work on the name. you got to work on the branding. Uh, shite down. Uh, <laughs> off-season quarterback carousel roulette mob. Mob. <laughs> it's pretty good. I like it. It's pretty good. Mm. So, so just... Do, we, do, do you have any strong feelings on any of these teams? I was just I was looking at Arthur Arkish's. Yeah, uh, he has Texans with Bryce Young, which I tend to agree with. I think I think that's probably how it's going to work out. Um, um, he 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 has Colts and Will Levis. Colts and Will Levis. I, I, that makes some sense. I want that to be at number one. I want the Colts to get irrationally. Well, he doesn't say where. I where know. It happens. I yeah. know. So yeah, Colts uh, with Will Levis. I don't want them just to sit there and hold on and. And, and and have Will Levis fall to them. Um, yeah, no, I I think Rodgers is going to be a Jet. I think it's going to happen. I think Brett Favre history is going to repeat itself. I don't know about any masseuses and, and pictures and Crocs. I don't know about anything like that. I'm not saying anything like that. But I think Rodgers to the Jets makes all the damn sense uh, in the world. What, what do you think about Rodgers, Nathaniel I th- Hackett? I, I think he's leaving. I think the Nathaniel Hackett thing should be a little overstated. Um, I think he'd be crazy to go to the AFC. Hmm, I, almost, I, well, yeah, I, I, I think that like if if he wants to win, stay in the NFC. Stay in the NFC, where just like like even if he goes to the Jets and they've got a very very good roster, you still have the Bills and the Dolphins mm-hmm. and Belichick. That's not an easy path. Maybe he'll go to Tampa. We go to Tampa and follow Brady down there. Yeah. That Evans, Godwin, pick your offensive coordinator. You know what I mean? That that feels I mean the NFC South is a wasteland right. of quarterbacks. There's he, no talent in that division he, of quarterback. He, he could also go to the Saints if he wants to go play in New Orleans. Yeah. That could be fun. It, see where Blue of Earth would like him to go. Are they still together? No. Oh yeah, that's it, sad. I hate it oh when no. I hate when you <laughs> When young love falls apart like that, 
That's too bad. It I really, is too bad. I had a lot of hope for them. I think he'll try to go to the Niners. He's with Green of Venus now, isn't he? <laughs> you knew that was coming. That's the next logical step for, for him. Uh, I think, I think you think he's going to try to go to the Niners. Yeah, of course. I think he'll try to go to the Niners because who wouldn't want to go to the Niners? Yeah, yeah. The Niners being what they are and him being a California guy. Yeah. Um, I think that hmm. Jimmy G going to the Patriots does make a lot of sense. That was one that Arthur had. Reunion with Belichick. Probably he's definitely leaving San Francisco. I think that one makes sense. Hmm. I... Maybe I'm a sucker, but I do. I believed what the Ravens said at the end of the season about Lamar. That Lamar, because you know, it was crazy to come out and say that. Yeah, two hundred percent. And John Harbaugh, I don't, I don't think it makes you a sucker. I think, I mean, wh- they didn't have to say it. Right. They, they there's there's absolutely no reason to say it. Like they've got the leverage. They could just franchise him if that's what they wanted to do. I mean, I, does it give them more leverage to say we want you? I don't, I don't think so. No. I, I I don't I, I think that they yeah I think that they're going to figure it out and I for a long time thought that they weren't so maybe I'm just going back and forth and vacillating but yeah mm. I, I I think that that'll happen uh so yeah man it it's a lot of teams need quarterbacks it seems like this happens every damn year and I'm wondering about the like the likability of it and there's something we can hear from Aaron Rodgers actually on the other side that'll speak to uh the situation that is now the norm in NFL off seasons and then we'll answer your questions for one last thing Parkinson Spiegel on the score now the rules of the game are that you must acquiesce with the woke mob at all times you must however when you live above the game the game does not exist that's where I'm at mob We'll answer your questions for one last thing in 15 minutes. You said something to me that was interesting. You said Tom Brady went out but was likable. I think think he's maintained and maybe even found new likability in his his dotage. At least he did with me along the way. There was a while there where I really hated Brady, and I I don't end up... I don't end up disliking Tom Brady. I mean, do you? I uh, resent how much money he's cost me. I've, like, I, yeah. as, as a person. Well, I mean, like, he was linked to Belichick. There was a lot of cheating around the margins. Sure. And and, and, that, it, and that's when I found it, it, it was easy to dislike him. Yeah, and then you resented the winning because he wasn't your guy. But he's incredible, man. He... He's incredible. Mm-hmm. And then I could see people disliking the choosing football over family narrative. Yeah. And, and then there's the TB12 weirdness selling people on, mm-hmm. you know, kind of comes off like a snake oil salesman. Like he's got some sort of magic elixir to playing this way when he's just a, he's a crazy athlete. But so I, I'm not a huge fan, but I don't. I, I admire the winning and the competitiveness. Like I, I heard a lot of people making the Michael Jordan comp, and I get it. Oh, absolutely. I, I think I, I, th- that comp doesn't offend me. I think I, I've, I've never heard anybody say anything about him as a teammate or an employee or a friend or a guy other than greatness, like work ethic, truly being the guy who's busting his ass and wants the whole team to be better. Um, opening his home to Antonio Brown the way that he did and putting himself out there, literally opening his home and trying to really help and make that work. 
Um, I think he comes out of New England looking better than Belichick in terms of not just, and I'm not talking success, I'm just talking in terms of like how they've dealt with people, how people feel about him. Uh, I, 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 I end up finding, and yes, this last year where he seemingly made a very selfish choice against the family, um, you know, it is, you can look at it as a, as, as a black mark, but I also, I also understand the competitive nature of it. I just, it, and I'm so used to having, we obviously also don't know the full story. Like for that, sure. You know what I mean? We have for no sure. idea if he would have retired last year, if him and Giselle still get divorced, nor do any of it. It's their marriage, right. and, you know, their kids who really cares. Like that's, that's their business. But and, I, I know people have strong opinions because it's a celebrity couple and people are weird. And as yes, exactly. <laughs> and, but, and, and also just like as off seasons roll on and marquee quarterbacks seemingly hold their teams and their fan bases hostage, and you're like, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? I don't know. What's he going to do? What's he going to do? What's he going to do? It, it was really obvious to me that Brett Favre was super selfish and was a bag yeah. of a guy. And and to me, it's... And now a criminal. Oh, yeah. And the way that Aaron Rodgers has gone about it, as opposed to the way that Tom Brady has gone about it, and the level of work that Tom Brady does, as opposed to the level of uh, off-season work that it has become apparent that Aaron Rodgers has done, especially with his young receivers. Like, I, I find... I find Tom Brady massively more likable than Aaron Rodgers. And I admit that that comparison is in my head in these last few off seasons as well. Rodgers seems to be a great, uh, or excuse me, Brady seems to be a great teammate. Yes. Rodgers seems to not, right? He seems to be a little bit more like Jordan as a teammate. Brady seems to be a little bit more like Jordan as a competitor. Here's Rodgers on McAfee yesterday. Just... I feel like completely missing how tone deaf he sounds for how the world works. It sounds like there's already conversations going on that aren't involving me, which are interesting. Um, you know, honestly, I've been insulated to a lot of that. Like I said, I was in, in Nashville and, and then I'll be up here, uh, you know, this week playing in the tournament. So uh, I'm not a part of those conversations right now. When I make up my mind one way or another, then... Uh, you guys and Packers, not in that order, but and everybody else will uh, will know at some point. God, the the I think it's just that is so funny to me. Uh, and you know, I'm mostly a Rogers guy. I, I, mean, I know you. The, are. the vaccine stuff was ridiculous, yeah, but conspiracy theory stuff. Yeah, not uh, horrible, not not good. But the I, I I've 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 loved the the talent and watching him play tortures the Bears, which sucks. But like I just a physical marvel at the position. But him saying, like, well, I guess they're having some conversations uh, without me, which is interesting. <laughs> but I haven't really thought about it. Yeah, man, that's how it works. You're like, they had an exit interview with you. Hey, are you going to play next year? I don't know. Okay, we respect that. We'll give you all the time you need. So are they just supposed to, like, pause? Are they just supposed to not draft prep, not free agent prep, not do uh, contingency plan prep? Like, Interesting that they're talking about their football team with, uh, without me there. Hey, I'm uh, I'm hmm. playing Pebble Beach this week, and I'm not really uh-huh. thinking about football, but I, I read that the Packers are having conversations well, about uh, their future. It worked That's last year. weird. It worked last year. His, his, his diva behavior and his expectation that they build the team around him. And not just that, because I know you believe in player empowerment, and I, do, and I do too. But I think there is a line between player empowerment and being a selfish diva in a way that damages your team. 
and I believe that he has been a selfish diva in a way that has damaged his team. And I, and I really believed it more after that story came out and he debunked it, but all the quotes were in there from his young wide receivers about how their wacky hand signals thing is so confusing and they're all, uh, they all find it super difficult, but he likes that they find it super difficult and he lets Jordan Love dictate those meetings and stuff. And Christian Watson struggled so much the first part of the year and he's quoted in there. Romeo Dobbs is quoted in there saying, yeah, you know, I didn't really understand what he wanted. <laughs> I didn't right. really want to understand what he wanted from me. I wasn't really sure. And meanwhile, here's Tom Brady. Brady working, right. working with his receivers like, hey, let's get on the same page, shall we, so we can be really good from day one. And Rodgers didn't do that because he's a selfish diva. Like, that's damaging to your team. I mean, cause, and that's why the, the Jordan comp for Rodgers is more like, like, Jordan was like, get on my level. Why aren't you on my level? Mm. I am going to play at this level. Everybody should be on my level. Whereas Brady seems to be more of the, I love the hang. Like he he loves the locker room yeah. and like let's go to a high school field and run routes and I want to get to know you and let's get better and isn't this great mm-hmm. we're playing this childhood game together and yep. teammates and huddles and locker rooms and that sort that whole thing yeah so and, you know he, to- he seems to be a great teammate who is also fiercely competitive and will slam an iPad and scream at you on the sure. sideline and do all of that and stuff and yes to a texture's point made a football decision to court Antonio Brown and bring him there and house him and everything. Yeah. And, 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 and that's mixed in with his morality and mixed in with his humanity, of course. Yeah, but that Rogers clip just <sighs> slayed me yesterday. It was like, I guess they're having conversations, which is interesting. <laughs> it sounds like there's already conversations going on that oh. aren't involving me, which are interesting. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, is- what, what do you mean, Aaron? That is, Aaron, that's how the world works. Yeah, that's that's how it works. You know what they wouldn't be doing? If you were like, I'm 100% coming yeah. back, I refuse to be traded. Mm-hmm. Then they wouldn't be having conversation. But you were like, I don't know, I need some time. Do you think <laughs> when Aaron Rodgers goes to a new team, because that's where this is going, I agree. right? When he goes to a new team, be it the Jets or wherever. Yeah, Jets, Raiders, whomever. Yeah. Is he going to do all the work and lead the way that he needs to and communicate with the receivers and work with them in the offseason and develop his chemistry and all that. Is he going to do all the work it takes to assimilate to a new team in a single year the way that Brady did, the way that some of these other guys have? And Rodgers is better than Matt Ryan. He's better than Phillip Rivers, who just had to do this in Indianapolis, right? Oh, I yeah, I... I, I, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to have... Uh, success with the new team right away in some of the same ways that Russell Wilson didn't have success with the new team uh, right away. That, like, you got to be a great teammate and a great leader and a great communicator, which Peyton Manning was, which Tom Brady is and was. And I, I, I don't – I'll be betting – I'll be taking the under on wins and losses for I'm, wherever I'm, Aaron Rodgers goes. Okay. He's been this guy the whole time, and until this past year, he won 13 games every year. With great consistency – and and coaches that that he you know were on board with him and kowtowing yeah. to him and a sure. roster kowtowing to him, but you as a hired gunslinger in a new place, learning a new way and assimilating, no way, man. All right, so I'm throwing this at you just off off the cuff here, but it's how my mind works. I saw on my timeline just now the t- the tweet from hours ago from JJ Watt. Yeah. 
basically like congrats to the GOAT, Tom Brady, you know, welcome to the newly retired club, see you on the golf course, 10 a.m. round, the drinks start flowing, you know, drinks on you, basically. Very nice. Do you think J.J. Watt, the man who we know loves the spotlight, Uh who said he lived in the humble log cabin and it was... 20,000 square foot house who flips the tires on hard knocks whenever the cameras are rolling. Mm-hmm. Do you think there is any part of J.J. Watt who is mad that he will not be the biggest star in Canton, Ohio, five years from now, going into the <laughs> Hall of Fame? That now Brady and J.J. Watt are going into the same Hall of Fame class as first ballot Hall of Famers. We know J.J. Watt loves the spotlight. Uh, and he is publicly being like, congrats, GOAT. And, you know... Part of it will probably be good because there will be even more attention around the Canton ceremony because it will be Brady and he'll sure. get some of that ancillary shine. Gotta get to hang with Maybe him, people yeah. will be like, oh, best defensive player of his generation, best offensive player of his generation, you know, mm-hmm. maybe. But I bet you there is a part of J.J. Watt that's pissed. Could be. That he doesn't Could get be. to be the headliner at his own Hall of Fame ceremony. I don't know. That's how my brain works. I hear you, but but here's the thing. It would bother me. I, 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 yeah. So I, are I, you saying come back for one more year, <laughs> play for the Bears, and then retire? I'm saying he might think about it. I'll, I'll tell you this much. If there was any inkling in Rodgers to retire. I saw people make it that point, which no is definitely what. way in hell. Yeah. He's going to allow himself to be second fiddle quarterback to Tom Brady in five years. You think he's more that guy than Watt is? Oh, I think. Well, I think I can make that judgment based on how much I've paid attention to Rodgers. Yeah. Way more than I can make that judgment based on how much I attention, attention I've paid to Watt. Oh, there's been a lot of J.J. Watt loves the spotlight. Well, he finds the camera type stuff. I'll let you do it. I will do it for Rodgers. Okay. <laughs> I'll say absolutely no way okay. in hell Rodgers wants to be in the same Hall of Fame class as Brady. So, all right, so you've got a crash and burn prediction for Rodgers' next team? Yep. Jerry Jones c- confirmed today that Mike McCarthy's calling plays. <laughs> I just think that that is so ridiculous and funny. They praised Kellen Moore hardcore for like three seasons. And Kellen Moore got hired within nine hours of getting fired, and he goes from Dak Prescott to Justin Herbert. Mm. Kellen Moore's winning that breakup, and Mike like the the salvation in Dallas is Mike McCarthy calling plays. Mm-mm. Good luck. No, 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 no. Their offense wasn't the problem. They were a top six scoring team in the league. Like I, that is a that is a disaster waiting to happen, and I cannot wait for their win total to be posted at like ten games next year and hammer the under. We'll answer some questions for one last thing. Parkinson Spiegel on the score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. It's been a long four hours. Afternoons on the score. Just one more thing, please. I thought you had a clock to punch. I do. I'm leaving right now. It's time for One Last Thing. Let's let someone else ask a couple questions. I just want to ask you. And then we'll come back to you. One question. How about that? Let's let everybody else and we'll come back to you. Ask any question. I just want to ask you. For anyone on the show. Then I can figure out who I want to answer to. I don't need your help with that. I just want to ask you. Does anyone else have another question first? I got a question. All right. I just want to ask you. Thank you. One question. One last thing with Parkinson Spiegel on 670 The Score. We like to end the show with your questions. You can text and twitch them in. We call it one last thing. Shane gathers them and asks them. We all answer. What do we got? From the 773, this is relating to the Kelsey Brothers conversation we had in the 3 o'clock hour, 4 o'clock hour. If you were competing with a sibling in something significant, for whom do you think your mom would be secretly rooting for but not say it publicly? So apply it to your own mothers, obviously. Our own mothers and siblings. Yeah. uh, Parco. 
I think my baby sister Amy would say my mom would root for me. Hmm. And I think that I would say she would root for our middle sister Megan. Well, it's because I've heard Amy call your mother by her first name. No respect. <laughs> you it, call her mom, Amy calls her Patty. Yeah, the youngest. I don't like that. The youngest does that. They, you know. <laughs> They got a very friends relationship, you know, for sure. We can't take uh, advantage of that, though. Yeah, but I, I, I think that, I think it'd be Megan. Amy would probably say it would be me. I don't think either of us would say it would be Amy because of similarly to what you just pointed out. Wow, you know my family well. Um, my mom's been gone a long time, but uh, I was the baby, and I, I, I can't, I can't deny that I was her dude. Like I, I just, I just good. was. Eh, you know, yeah, most mostly good. Yeah, but yeah, I think you know, I think I, I was the only one around for the last four years. She would uh, come hang out, tell me to come in and uh, to hang out. Uh, yeah, probably probably me. Shane, how about uh, how about you um, on that one? If we're talking like four or five years ago, I think my mom would probably be choosing me. But my brother and sister are still in Schaumburg, and I never go back there. <laughs> I don't think she'd she'd root for me and over them for anything right now. I know my mother loves me, but she's definitely choosing my brother. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I must admit, I'm thinking of that Mother's Day visit that, that didn't happen. Yeah, they, a lot of fake and sick. My dad, though, <laughs> absolutely would choose me. He would? Over both of them. There you without go. Without a doubt. He's told me that specifically. That's good. That's healthy. Tanny? Uh, well, yeah, my twin brother had a mysterious accident very uh, early on in my life. <laughs> I don't know what happened there, so we don't have to worry about this with my parents picking one, me. So. One of one. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. This is a good one on Twitch. You better be the choice then. A skill or a hobby that you thought you might be good at, but you never pursued. Ooh, that is good. <sighs> skill or hobby might be good at. Never pursued. I've always wanted to do, I don't think I'd be good at it like professionally or anything, but it's another skill of talking into the microphone. I've always wanted to try to do five minutes of like an open mic, like, like, uh, you know, like just go to an open mic night at a comedy club. I've always wanted to try to do that. Yeah. It's... I don't think I could write an hour or do anything crazy like that, but five minutes, I would love to try it. That's daunting, man. Yeah. I'd, I, but I, I would always have thought it would be fun to try. Pretty sure I'll never try it. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I think I'm there with you. Like, stand-up is the thing. Like, I was going to say improv because I had done some improv and then kind of backed away from it. But what we do is essentially, is largely improv. Stand-up stand is stand-up is that thing um, that, I, like, I dreamed of and, but but daunting and have never really, really delved. That's for sure. There's this person who thinks I'd be really good at uh, glass blowing. Um, I think she just wants to put me in danger, mm. but I think I would I would like to try glass blowing. I think you would be great at glass blowing. I think I, that would be fun. I've I've done it a few times in my life. I absolutely love it. That's why I watch I, I watched and loved Blown Away on Netflix. That you did nothing but lampoon. Yeah, nothing but lampoon. <laughs> nothing but joke at my expense. Looks so stupid. Uh, it Doing it seems fun. That having a show about it is stupid. Well, once you do it and you have the fun, then you then you watch the show. Tanny, anything you think you'd be good at that you that you have not delved into? Uh, no, this is the only thing I've ever been good at. So, <laughs> why bother? Once you found it, you know, locked and loaded. Maybe one more quick one from Empath seventy five on Twitch. What food will you absolutely avoid eating? Coconut. I will run screaming from coconut. Huh. I try anything once. If I'm being totally honest with you, uh, I don't really like mustard. I'll say that. 
<laughs> so okay. I, I avoid mustard. Why? I don't like it. So like I, I, I it's, the, it's the flavor. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, it's, why? I don't like it. So I, I if, if something has mustard on it, I, I tend, don't like I, it. I tend to avoid it. Yeah. I think veal is incredibly inhumane. I, I don't like oh, the, the the concept of veal. So I, I, I won't go anywhere near veal. It's too bad. It's so delicious. It really is. You're, you're murdering a baby cow. No, I'm not. Someone else did it, but <laughs> yeah. I am supporting it. To your point, I am supporting but it. But it's not like you not supporting it is going to stop the practice of it. That's certainly what I tell myself. <laughs> Same thing with foie gras. It, it, it just force-feeding ducks to, to, to plump up their liver. No. no. Can't do it. Well, look at you. Look at, look at the morals on that guy all of a sudden when it comes to food. Anything you avoid, Tanny? Yeah, Brussels sprouts. I love them, but you guys won't let me eat them anymore. So, <laughs> say one thing. Say one thing about the smell of the. What, what smells in here? Oh, it's the Brussels sprouts. I think you guys should put more onions on pizza. Myself, it's something I've always thought. I run from it for a long time. Yeah. Richard Deitch was fun today talking broadcaster hypotheticals. He was our guest on today's radio program. We get to hang out with Dave Wanstead tomorrow in, in studio. Four o'clock, have some beverages with Coach Wanstead. That's always a good time. Thank you to Kevin Lapka, Connor O'Donnell, Twitch chat and video stream. Mm. Thank you, sirs. Shane Reardon is our executive producer. Thank you, sir. Chris Tannehill makes us sound better than we are each and every day. Format Spiegel, I'm Danny Parkins. We are Parkinson Spiegel. This is the score. That was awesome. <laughs> that was fing awesome. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.